Hey, what's up? It's MJ. Let me tell you about a wine region you need to visit. Just over a year ago, I visited Walla Walla Wine Country for the first time, and let me tell you, it was phenomenal. Walla Walla is one of the most fertile agricultural areas in the nation, producing everything from wheat to asparagus, strawberries, and sweet onions, but is there exquisite high-end wines that have put Walla Walla firmly on the map. Wine growing in the region dates back to the 1850s when the first wine grapes were planted by Italian immigrants. Unfortunately, Prohibition wiped out winemaking, and it wasn't until 1974 when Gary Figgins of Leonetti Cellars began planting grapevines. Ten years later, in 1984, the Walla Walla AVA was approved by the federal government, and in 2015, the Rocks District of Milton Freewater was approved by the federal government as a sub-AVA within the Walla Walla AVA. The Rocks District is the only AVA in the country based entirely on soil type. So whether you're into Bordeaux varietals, Italian varietals, or, like me, Rhone varietals, Walla Walla has got you covered. Do yourself a favor and book your trip to visit one of the most exciting wine regions in the world. Go to wallawallawine.com for more information. Hey, I'm MJ Taller, also known as a black wine guy. I went from being a totally obsessed wine newbie to becoming the world's first ever African-American fine and rare wine auctioneer in less than three years. In this show, I'll be talking to the Mavericks, the philosophers, the players, and the deep thinkers who inhabit the world of wine. They'll share their experiences on how they made it, but more importantly, how they failed and got back up again. So grab a glass and let's get to it. This is the Black Wine Guy Experience. Hey, everybody. What's up? It's your boy, MJ. Welcome to the Black Wine Guy Experience. My guest today is the winemaker for Delmas Wines, Brooke Robertson. Brooke's family roots run deep in the wine growing and making industry. Her parents, Mary and Steve, caught the wine bug in Napa Valley 40 years ago before moving to Washington State. Together, collectively, they're living their dream of living close to the land. Uh, Brooke has an AAAS degree in Enology and Viticulture from Walla Walla Community College and studied for her Master's in Viticulture from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. She also holds a UC Davis winemaking certificate and has completed the Seminet and Search Advanced Vine Master Pruners <laughs> Academy. Uh, today she makes world-class wines from her family's vineyard in the famed Rock District of Milton Freewater. Welcome, Brooke. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Of course. This is Happy super to. cool. Um, <laughs> tell everybody what, about the wine you brought. Uh, about we're, drink, we're, we're day drinking right now. Yes. As, as well we should. It's yes. raining outside. This is the perfect yeah. time. Um, so this is a uh, Grenache mm. field blend okay. uh, from our estate, SJR Vineyard, in the Rocks District of Milton Freewater. This is a multi-vintage wine. Okay. Um, for us... Grenache has been difficult to get ripe. Okay. It's one of those varietals, right? Like, it doesn't want to be here. It wants to be in Rioja. It wants to be in Paso. It, it wants to be in much, much warmer for longer areas. Uh, so we push this singular block of Grenache that we have like crazy. We really stress it out to try to get it as ripe as possible. 
before the freeze hits, which can happen as early as right now. Mm-hmm. So this is a combo of 2020 and 2021. Okay. Uh, Grenache, primarily. It's like 86% Grenache, 84% Grenache. And then there's a mix of Cinso, a tiny bit of Moved, uh, and some Syrah in there as well um, to kind of round it out. So, What is the Cinso like here? I'm, I'm a sucker for Cinso. Oh, I love Cinso. <laughs> it's like, it's the unappreciated grape of the Rhone. It is. And it's one of those things, like, for the Walla Walla Valley, it's historical for here. Oh, wow. So the Italian immigrants that came over and kind of populated this area Mm -hmm. in the early, early 1900s, late 1800s, I guess, um, brought Cinso with them as their house wine. Wow. Because of how cool it is. The berries are this big. The cluster is the size of your head. It's amazing. Um, really fruity, yep. beautiful. Yep. Uh, we have a very, very small block of Cinso on property that is head trained. It's on a nine by nine grid. Um, and currently it's going into this uh, to kind of provide some of that extra lift. It's fucking delicious. Thank you. I, I really like this one. Yeah. Um, but but lift, in yeah. future, uh, our hope is we're going to be planting a little bit more Cinso. And uh, our hope is to be able to do something either singular or. I will really tell you, in. and I, um, I had Isabel Ferrando mm. on, and she does 100% Grenache. Shit's fucking expensive. She just make it expensive. Like shit's like 600 bucks a bottle. Yeah, that's a. But big. I can't wait. I, like first time I score something big. Yeah. <laughs> I was splurging. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or she said, if I, if I, I should just go there. Probably six or a half. She's a go there, we'll open some up, but yeah, but uh, but I have to try that because I love the the Lodi uh, Betchold Sinsos. And, I love Lodi. Uh, I buy a lot of Sandlands. Yeah, Sandlands. Like so, a lot yeah, of Sandlands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Teagues. Yeah, Teagan. Um, all right, so cool. Let's start at the beginning. I'm going to say it like Lisa. So where are you from? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> love it. It's fantastic. Um, I can see like a 90s video yep. rolling in my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was uh, born in the Napa Valley okay. in uh, 1986, and so wow, it's the year I graduated high school. Fantastic! Wow, it's a good year. A good year, MJ. <laughs> but like that time in Napa, like my parents got to see that whole spike happen, yeah, right? Yeah. And so they came in just after, um, you know, the first families were were there, and uh, that kind of started their love of wine. I mean, they were just a couple of kids who were in their early 30s. They bought a house in Calistoga uh, with a small ghost winery on it that they couldn't afford. Like, they were trying yeah, I was to like, I was like, I mean, I know it's 86, yeah. but it's still California. Yeah. I mean, so it is still California. So, I mean, yeah. it, it might have been a bargain at 500 grand, but like, you oh, know no. what I'm saying? The interest rates were like 20%, right? right? Rate, yeah. So they couldn't afford this at all. They didn't have jobs. They they just bought it. They went down there on vacation for two weeks. My mom, being the fun lady that she is, walked by. You know, they have like those real estate. Yeah, and they're, they're, you know, yeah, yeah. the offices and like for for sale exactly. land. With, so they walked by one and went, "Oh, let's let's do that. That looks like fun." These are kids. Like they had no clue what they were doing. So they bought it. I don't know how, but they bought it. And then they tried to figure it out from there. So oh. my dad was driving to like. Hold on, I got. Before, I, but they bought. 
What were they? Where were, where were your parents from? Now, now I don't know where they were from. That they were, they were from so Cal- they my were... my mom was from Seattle. Okay, like born and bred, okay. like had okay. never left, like okay. Seattle. Okay, and then my dad is from Burlingame. Okay, uh, San Mateo. Yeah, San Mateo. Yeah. So, so how they meet? Uh, they met. They worked for the same packaging company in Seattle. They both went to UW. Okay, but didn't, didn't meet see- there. Okay. Because UW is still, even, even in the 70s, was yeah. massive. Oh, yeah. So, but then they started working for this same packaging okay. company and and right. met, were engaged two months later, were married six months later, bought this thing in Napa a year later. See, this is why I have to, I have to feel like there's this an incredible story. Like, yeah. Exactly. So these are the crazy people that I come from. Got it. Okay. So we're, so we're all about, like, pull the trigger, let's do it. Like. That's, that's I, that is are. actually, there's a great book called uh, Ready, Fire, Aim. Ooh. And most people can't make a decision. And here's, and here's the, yeah. and you know what the decision fallacy is? What? People think you need to take a time to make a decision. Um, no. Yeah. You've already made up your mind. Yeah. And then it's just you ruminating and making, and you, yeah. you're, you're, you're. Think of reasons reason. not to I'm do think, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or, like, oh, yeah. Most times thinking of reason not to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that's really cool. So this is really, I mean, this, obviously. Yeah. I'm talking to you because we met at hospice. I met at hospice, and then uh, I was like, "Yeah, I gotta have her on the podcast." But anyway, so I love this. So I love it. packing company to buying a winery in Napa. Yeah. Okay. Because they spent two days there and, and two days, yes. thought it was cool. That's so cool. So it's like, <laughs> okay. And then, so my mom got a job um, with Wilson Daniels. Um, oh, see, I love this. Right, and and so Wilson Daniels is the Michelin book. DRC. So my my mom helps bring DRC to the United States. So does your mom have some DRC? You guys got DRC? I wish. No, no, we don't have any more. We had the last. So out of her stash of of the good good yeah. that, that she got from there, we had the last Biondi Santi. That yes, she had, familiar. that was in 1987. We had that on my 25th birthday, oh. and that was like, yeah, unbelievable. Sweet. But that was it. Okay, so she got job Wilson Daniels. So she got into Wilson Daniels, mostly to just learn, like, hey, how does this wine business thing work? And, and she was in with Jack and Wynn, like, mm-hmm. like the OGs, and it was such a learning experience for her. And obviously during that time, everybody was accessible, right? Right. And so you could go and have a slice of pizza with Robert Mondavi yep. and be like, hey, Bob, how did you get started? In you know, like you could do that at the time. And so they took full advantage of that. And and, um, and then I showed up and they were like, oh, shit, we should probably make some money. <laughs> how are we going to do this? And and my brother was 13 months after me. Okay. So we were real tight. So they were... Irish twins. Uh-huh. We were... Uh, strapped for cash and couldn't end up making that happen at the time. So then, what we, were they growing? Uh, they they hadn't planted anything. Okay. There was a really teeny tiny. This was on Heights Way, so it's mm-hmm. right off of Twenty Nine mm-hmm. in Calistoga, across from Sterling. So mm-hmm. like you could see mm-hmm. Sterling from our house. Um, and there was a really old uh, vineyard of Charbonneau that was planted out in front. Oh. And love it's, Charbonneau. It's so cool. And and so they had all these plans to like do this whole thing and. Yeah. And, uh, you know, kids that knew nothing. I mean, neither of them grew up farming, had no clue. My dad almost lit the whole hillside on fire once because he had no idea what he was doing with a burn pile. Like, they had no clue. And and at the time, 
when they had kids, it, it didn't end up panning out. So we moved away. Then we moved back, tried to make it happen again. How old were you when you moved back? Uh, I was five when we moved back. Okay. So, so wait, little, little kid. Um, okay. Moved to Seattle or to Washington, upstate? Wall-wall? We moved from, oh, this will be fun. Yeah. Okay. From Napa, yeah. we moved to Seattle. Okay. Then we moved to Portland. Then we moved back to Napa. Then we moved to Minnesota. Then we moved back to Portland. Then we moved to Bend, Oregon. Then we moved to Bainbridge Island, Washington. Then we moved back to Bend. Then I went to college in Corvallis. Then I moved to Portland. Then I moved up here. Then I moved back to Napa. It, like, Thank you for all the talking points. We're, gonna we're un- all over the We're, we're going to unpack <laughs> all that, everybody. Thank you for that. Okay. It's a lot of moving. Yes, lot of moving. No, I, I know. It's, it's insane. But really cool. Um, yeah. So, all right. So they took a stab at it. Didn't they work. Tried. We got kids. Yep. Then they came back. How, what, what made them come back? Was she, did she work with Wilson Daniels in Seattle or she left that? No, she left that for a period of time. She she went up there to do their like Northwest okay. division. Okay. Um and and then had another baby right away. So it was like, <laughs> oh my God. Right. Um and, and so she, she left that and then basically we've just kind of been chasing our tail ever since then of like how can we make this happen? Okay. So they came back to Napa. Yeah. Did they try to buy another property at the time or they just we're gonna be in Napa because that's the epicenter of that's where we wanted to be yeah so we had a really cool house on sulfur springs (laughs) um in saint helena which was amazing and yeah it was just really 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 amazing and and then my my grandparents still lived in burlingame at the time and and we convinced my uncle to to move up there from the city he he was a a police officer in san francisco Mm. and and we were like, you need to get out of the city, and like, it's, it's a little easier up here. And then uh, John Robertson ended up becoming the sheriff of Knapp County. And I was and, like, yeah, uh, that, I, I was gonna, I was like, big city cop, that might have to pan out yeah. pretty nice for him. No, but. he was excited about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it was like the second that that we got my uncle to move there, we were like, okay, John, we can't make this happen anymore. We gotta go. And he's like, what the hell? So, he's like working for me. Yeah, yeah, but but it panned out for him in, yeah. the, in the long run. All so right. yeah, we okay. just kind of bounced around. Bounce around. What's dad doing while while you bounce around? So, everything. Just, everything. <laughs> my dad, uh, <laughs> he worked for. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, Beaverton Packaging, uh, another cardboard box kind of entity. Um, he worked for Cybex Fitness Equipment Company. He worked for Technogym, which is an Italian fitness equipment company. Brought that to the United States from Italy, uh, which is uh, the first time we got to go to Europe okay. was because he had that. That was the first time he had been to Europe. And he was in his mid to late 40s at the time. We were like... 12. So, so we got, yeah. you know, huge advantage on that. Um, yeah. And then he was a, a real estate developer, okay. uh, in, in Bend, um, tried to do a, a project up here at one time, uh, that they made bumper stickers for that said, don't bend Walla Walla. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Um, <laughs> and, and that then 2008 happened. Right. And, and so we came back up here and, they he kind of discovered Walla Walla in like the early two thousands, like two thousand one, okay. yeah. and so noticed some similar trends of of what was happening here at the time versus what was happening in Napa, Napa. Yeah. and was like we've seen this movie before, right. how can we get in on this? And and so we were finally able to pull that trigger in um, in in two thousand seven two thousand nine uh, when SJR Vineyard was planted. So. Okay, so now we got to go back to all these. Moving points, all right? So you're <laughs> picking around. 
Where'd you, where'd, where'd, where'd you go to high school? I'm just curious. Where'd I went you? to high school my freshman year. Um, oh, um, freshman year. So you actually, school. yeah, that's a good idea. Right, it's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> no, nothing simple with me. Um, so, so freshman year was uh, on Bainbridge Island. Wow. Um, and then we moved. What's it like living on an island? Uh, limiting. <laughs> right, because you got to take a ferry. But not only that, like, Bainbridge is this weird little microcosm, thank you very much, of um, people whose dads work in the city. Yep. A lot of money. Microsoft, Kirkland. Really bored. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of fun, but maybe not in the best way. I was like, yeah, the kids do drugs. A little bit. So it was... Rich kids do drugs and they're bored. Rich kids do drugs, yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Um... So, so, but beautiful, I mean, beautiful but the, but, island. Uh, yeah, okay. It's a gorgeous area. I'd love to go back as an adult and be like, hey, this is pretty sweet. But as a kid, you're so bored. There was, when I was growing up, there wasn't a movie theater. Like, a movie theater came in, like, in high school, and everybody was blown away. It was finally something to do. Yeah. What did we do? We just sat outside the movie theater. And that was it. Yeah. Like it, it's so very very bored, okay. um, but beautiful. So that was that was freshman year, and then uh, we had an opportunity. My dad had an opportunity to move back to Bend, Oregon. Okay. Um, and so then I finished um, my uh, uh, high school out there okay. at Bend. Summit okay. in Bend, Oregon, uh, which was a really really cool area. That was like right as the housing boom was picking up. Okay. So my dad um, was a developer. Okay. My mom was a real estate agent. Worked out very well. Wow. Until it didn't. <laughs> and it's kind of like the story of our lives. It's like, it was going so well. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and, and then so when, when everything kind of crashed, I had just graduated from Oregon State University. Okay. Uh, uh, who was there when you were there? I love people who go to good sports schools. Oh, my God. So Ocho Cinco had just left. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. Right. Yep. <laughs> um, we had the Rogers brothers. So okay. Jaquiz Rogers. Yep. Um, and I'm blanking on his brother's name. Damn it. Um, we had Sean Canfield, who ended up going to the Saints as like the third, fourth, fifth backup, mm-hmm. and didn't really make it. Yeah. But he was in one of my philosophy classes, which was hilarious. Having football players in your high level philosophy class. <laughs> Is the most fun experience because you just want to listen to their answers because they have no idea what they're saying. And it's so much fun. I loved it. That must have been a trip. Oh, it was great. Um, yeah, but we had some <laughs> good bad, players. Because yeah. that's fun. I think I went to like a D2 school there. Yeah. Our best sport was soccer. Oh, yeah, yeah. And really, really, really good. Won the championship. But like, I always love when people go to like, you know, like like an Oregon State or, or Oregon or Ohio State. I'm like, oh, at first I'm like, who was there when you were there? Like, oh, yeah. And then people were like, oh, yeah, I was there with, you know, so-and-so, and they went pro, and they were in my class. Jacoby and, Ellsbury? Yeah. Uh, Red Sox? Yeah. So he was there you go. Uh, when when we were there. That was uh, OSU won back-to-back, like, World Series so, champs yeah, in baseball. Uh, 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 NCAA, uh, yeah, yeah, which was really cool. And it it's, you know, the, the rivalry with um, the Ducks, right. right? And so the Ducks scrapped their very good wrestling program to start a baseball program so that they could rival... Well, so Phil Knight could sell baseball shit. Yeah. That's why they do that, because he... Uncle Phil, man. Uncle Phil, yeah, man, he, he makes just, it happen. Mm, he's like, they have, like... 
This is this is like the the younger sibling like jealousy of just like they have so many combinations of uniforms. I know it's insane, and they all look like highlighters. Yeah, yeah. And and the, with the chrome helmets, it's, and, it, it, it is. It's like come on, man. I asked I asked in the before the poor. At some point, I got I got, I, got, I put the first ten out a long time ago. Now. Yeah, I got to put that. But I asked Brooke. I said, "What would you do if money was no object?" Phil Knight is just like get. A different uniform for every game for my my alma mater. <laughs> There's more combos of uniforms than days in the year. Like it's insane. You and like the and like people, and like the glove with the oh like oh. to make gloves just for you to make gloves just for a university. <laughs> just so you can so do just this. So you do this. Yeah, is hilarious. Wild. That's money. Yeah, that's money. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you ain't buying no apartment nowhere. No. Oh, if it is, it, <laughs> no. it, you know, it's not. It's not. I'm buying it's the penthouse. It's palazzo house, on yeah, palazzo yeah, on right. palazzo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's cool. What was your major there? Philosophy. Philosophy. Okay. Yeah, so a career <laughs> where literally you think and do nothing. Right. That's your job yeah. as, as a, you know, philosophy major. That's so funny. Um, but I I loved it because it was so provocative. It's It's just that, like. You live in the gray area in philosophy, right? There's no black and white. There's no one plus one equals two. One plus one could equal three. The reality is we all live in gray areas because we don't know anything. Do I, I don't know. We really don't know anything. Exactly. We really don't. Like, we're, we're, we we operate on some suppositions that we we have these collective agreements of what is what. But you're right. Yeah. Is one no, one really two? Is it? it? And what is two? There's no two-ness. There's no essence of two. Two is two. It right. has to represent right. as a thing. Right. There's no two. I know. You know. I'm the same. I, I didn't make a lot, but I, I just go down and people think I'm crazy. I'm like, what do you... I'm like, no. Like, do you realize, like, it's all made up. Just everybody yeah, goes... It is. That's it why is. I love, I love uh, Inception. Oh, yes. I Absolutely. love I love thrillers like that. Yeah. Man. They're like, well, where you're like... What is but reality? is it? Is it you know? Yeah, you don't really know. You're right. not totally yeah, sure. Gonna, we're gonna we're gonna agree. Yeah. For the rest of this podcast, that one on one is two. Actually, we're not gonna agree. We're gonna agree that it's a fluid concept. We're all right. we're good. It. We're, we're in it. agreement <laughs> to no agreement. <laughs> so I love that philosophy. And then so where were your parents living when you graduated? From the time you when you graduated? Uh, when I graduated, they were still living in Bend. Okay. Um, but I graduated in '08, so shit hit the fan. And there was no jobs. There were no jobs. When yeah. I when I left school, I couldn't get a job. I got a job as a receptionist at a construction company because I needed a job. Must and have been a lot of people for you to talk to there about philosophy. So many people to talk to. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> so painful because you know I'm the ripe old age of 21 graduating college the my whole generation was like you go to school you get out of school you buy a house you make you know six figure like mm-hmm. this is the lie we were told imagine me i was even worse <clears throat> for me yeah i'm like i didn't get a house till i was like fucking 48 yeah right like it's it's so crazy to think and about, I, and then then pay off my student loans till a couple years ago when I sold that fucking house. Those I'm still fuckers, paying my off. Fuckers, yeah, they I know. put a lien on your shit. I should, I could have, I could have outmaneuvered that. But anyway, what? But you know what? But to your point, like about what the story you're told, and I saw a comedy clip. Neil Brennan used to write with Dave Chappelle. He's like, 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 he's
but could you loan me one hundred and twenty thousand yeah. dollars so I can go figure it out? Like, Get the fuck out of here! Oh yeah. But a student loan, they put student in front of it, and then you don't realize it's a loan. You have no clue. And because you don't have to pay it back right. exactly. like, for the first, first like yeah. four to six years. Yeah. So you're like, sweet. Right, right. It's so funny. But like, that's how it's like, I'm going to pay you all this money so I can fuck around, yeah. drink beer. He's like, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I think I'm going to drink beer, get blackout drunk, oh, yeah. do a lot of drugs, yeah. uh, you know, um, and they'd be, no, get out of here. And I was in a sorority. So it's oh, exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. It's worked yeah. in the Greeks. I'm gonna find a bunch of girls to hang out with. Easy peasy. You know, I mean, we're gonna do Jello shots, <laughs> and then we're gonna. Then we're we're gonna, never gonna we're, pay we're, money we're, exactly. for alcohol. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like we, 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 you know, you know, you're in a sorority. You're all we're all good looking. Yeah. Go around the fraternities. They'll give us free drink. I mean, it's like it's yeah. like. And you know, I who, up, who loans money to someone who does that? It's it's bonkers to me. The it, federal because, government. No, the federal <laughs> government. Exactly, exactly. Because they're like. Who can we get who's just naive enough to think that they won't ever have to pay this back? Oh, 18-year-olds. So it's it's like, for me, going to college was never really about an education. It was like, go have an experience. It's a socialization experience. It's a socialization thing, and it was a blast. I mean, I my husband... Um, was, uh, you know, he was the houseboy for our house. So he, like, did our dishes. And, like, I... So, you know, it was a good experience. I met the man that I ended up marrying yeah, yeah. out of it. Yeah, but I met my wife in college. We didn't... We reconnected, but... We know, did, too. We did, too. Yeah, same yeah. Thing, but, but, we, but we met in college. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, so it's like... So I can't, you know... She definitely... I, there's no price on the, our relationship, so like no. it was worth it. Right? It was it was worth it for that. But absolutely, I love that he was the houseboy. Do you yeah. call him houseboy now? No, I don't be like houseboy. I, I no. <laughs> <laughs> Mama needs this. I still get him to do the dishes okay, sometimes. Okay, okay, okay. So, All right. So, <laughs> so the construction company, and then you're you're in, and this was in Bend, back in Bend, right? This was in. Uh, so after OSU, yep. uh, Matt and I we moved up to Portland. Okay, so you 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 guys been together since college well so Ish. we dated for okay, sorry, right. four we years right. in and around college okay we broke up yeah i moved out here to do this wine thing okay because my parents bought a vineyard right. and it was like oh right. shit right. now what right so i moved out here we okay. broke up we were not together for like seven years okay we still have all the same friends yeah. so met back up and then right. Now we're married. It's, it's, it's easy to hook up at the party. You know, like, oh, it's I'll so easy to just be like, yeah, gonna, yeah, like hey, happy hey, birthday, hey, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. You get those right. text messages, you know, right. and you're like, oh, hey. <laughs> so Portland. So you guys moved to Portland after yeah, graduating. Portland. Okay. Yeah. And this is full on Portlandia. This is super Portlandia. Time, this is yeah. like peak Portlandia right, right. time frame. So we lived on the west side. We were on the east side where all that was going down. Right. But we frequented the east side. Right. And it was just so because <laughs> of the level of ridiculousness. Right. Like, nobody was serious about anything, and it was just like, let's put a bird on it. That was real. I mean, that was 100% real. What I love about that, I had um, a winemaker, uh, he makes wines, I can't remember his name right now, because I drink a lot, and <laughs> he was so, it was probably, you know, 40 episodes ago at this point, mm. but the wines are Brash Higgins, and he was in, and I can mind, but he lived in Portland in the 90s, he said, he said Portland in the 90s was, you imagine what it was when you were like, he's like, he's oh. like, he said, he said, he's like, literally you, you just, it was like, I moved there because you could sleep on a couch and smoke pot. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He was like, it was awesome. Yeah, it was, like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like, awesome. 
It was it was a time. It was right. the best of times. It was a boom and it was the worst of times. Yeah. All right. So how long were you guys together in Portland? Uh, we were there for two years. Okay. And then um, and and then life okay. happened. Um, so my brother uh, passed away, I'm and so sorry. thank you. And um, he is the SJR of SJR Vineyard. So okay. Stuart got. Uh, he was studying uh, viticulture at Wazoo, okay. and uh, so he got the the moniker for the vineyard. And then Delmas is is my middle name. It's my mom's middle name. Is the first girl okay. in every generation gets Delmas. Okay. So my daughter is Remy Delmas Robertson. Um, so we kind of split that. But he he passed away, and then it was like, okay, so this has been a dream of our family since before I was born. Now it's go time. Now we really need to do something about it in his honor. Because okay. my brother and I had had a conversation about a, a couple of years before he ended up passing away of like, okay, we don't know what we want to do. The wine industry is pretty cool. We know a lot of people in it. That life seems like amazing and it's really hard work, but we love hard work and yeah, okay, let's do this. So we've had that conversation betwixt the two of us uh, and and made that determination that that's going to be our lives. We're going to have a family business. He and I are going to run this shit, and away we go. So we just had to do it singularly after he died. So um, we bought the property, vines in the ground, and, this, and away we went. This was when, okay, so, so he he passed away in 2009. Okay, our first vintage was 2010. Okay. So let's 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 go back to Brookie's wild life, wonderful life. I'm sorry, I'm wild sorry. wonderful life. life. Um, <laughs> so um, you and your now husband, but then boyfriend, you guys kind of break up. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. then where do you land? Walla Walla. So that's right to Walla Walla. It's straight to Walla Walla. Okay, so your par- your parents had come here? They had come here already um, with everything happening in the 2008 housing world. Um, they right. they moved up here, sold our house in Bend, which was such a bummer because it was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but moved up here, and 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 then we bought a vineyard. Okay, so, so I'm, I got it. This is kind of like, Wow. It just seems too, you know, it, I'm sure it is that simple, but it seems just too simplistic. Like, it's so crazy. Like, uh, let's sell the house. Let's buy a house in Walla Walla, and then let's buy a vineyard. Okay, so, I, wow. They had had the house here for years. Okay, see, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So, so the house, and the house, it, it's, a, it's a very small townhouse that now they've lived in longer than they've lived anywhere is it in the city of Walla Walla? It's in College Place. It's in College Place, okay. Which is basically Walla Walla. But how do they... How do, okay, so like I know they took their trip to Napa. How do they meander up here to end up buying to buy something, uh, a place to live? Yeah, so my... Because they had it and they had the place in Bend, right? They had the place in Bend. Because they're real estate people. Because they're real estate okay, so, people. Okay, so he was trying to do a development project here? He was trying to do okay, a development so let's here. talk about that. So there we go. Okay. As looking, so there's a, there's a... a gap for me. There's a little bit of a gap. So there's a huge property that is still in wheat today. It's yep. on the other side of, of the Walla Walla Valley um, that is now inside city limits Okay. because of them, because okay. they had this dream to do this, this not just housing development, but... Um, 
you know, premier golf course, I mean, Bend, right? Yeah. Premier golf course, uh, clubhouse, spa, which we could really use in Walla Walla. Um, all of that kind of stuff, uh, plus housing. Okay. So that was the plan. They spent multiple years up against the city who didn't want it to happen. Yeah. Um, and then 2008 hit. <clears throat> okay. So it that kind of went away. But because they were spending so much time up here trying to get this development going, they had the business had bought a townhouse okay. that then we took over when we you needed see what to she did there? get out of bed. The business. The For business. all you kids listening after our rant about student loans, but these are keys. There's, that's a little nugget. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's a little nugget for it's you. A little, it's a little bit. It's a little bit. Um, and I just, I got, like, your parents are pretty, they're obviously, they're a large part of your story. A bit. Um, with yeah. all that bouncing around, like, was real estate the thing they worked in the longest before, uh, before doing this? That's a good question. Um... It seems like probably uh, my mom for sure. She did. She was doing real estate on Bainbridge. Um, okay. Before we moved to Bend, uh, so she she had kind of been in that for a while. Um, but my my dad was more in like the fitness equipment. Your dad's industry. got an interesting. He's got some gumption. It seems like. Oh yeah. Well, he would see better opportunities in other things. Uh huh. Across the country. I mean, we lived in Minnesota for a while, yeah, which why, was weird. Yeah, like, I don't know. What the? It was weird. <laughs> what was he doing there? Cybex. Cybex. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So he was in that Cybex, world. Cybex, if you're around the world, Cybex, like you go in just about any gym and what's playing. You're going to see Cybex, Cybex equipment. Yeah. yeah. It's everywhere. So it's like, it was like, it was like and, and your dad, was, like there was Nautilus. Mm-hmm. And like that was in gyms. I mean, it, yeah. but like Cybex is the next thing. I mean, I'm thinking of, I'm solo flex. I was I was an oh, athlete, yeah. so I think of all. Of you these know things. all of this, stuff. Right, yeah. Right, and right. then life fitness, but, like, yeah, life, right? Yeah. And then like it's yeah. but Cybex was the one. Like you still see Cybex oh, places yeah. today yeah, because yeah. that shit didn't break down. Yeah, that shit is like industrial. <laughs> it's super industrial. So he was doing that. Like, that's I'm one of that's so amazing. Isn't that crazy? Like, like, like I do. I really am admiring like people like. Use their kids as an excuse, like, well, we can't do that. We have kids. We can't uproot them. Your parents oh, like, screw that. You're going. <laughs> I wasn't at one school for a full school year until I was in middle school. Yeah. Like, it, it just didn't happen. And we would leave in we would leave in February for whatever reason. We would leave in February, like every two years. We would, we would move. People think I, you know, with those stories, they're like, oh, so army brat. Yeah, and that's what you mean. No, right, entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, right, right. Like, okay. So I, I get really antsy, even today, every couple of years, because I, I feel like change, you know. Yeah, no, I hear you. Like, I need to, I, I move the furniture around in my house more than any rational human, because <laughs> I can control it, right? right? And right. it's like, oh, let's change this up, and then I'll feel like I'm in a new place. Right, you know? it's very true. So I got really good at going, hi, my name's Brooke. Hi. How man. are you? That's amazing, yeah. Cause, right, I'm, yeah, and like, to be the new kid... One of my Every favorite, two one, years? one of my favorite movies yeah. is is Boyhood. Oh, great! Linklater, it's a great movie. Yeah. But like, I feel for that kid. Like, you, like 
I was never that, but I remember when a new kid would come into the club. Everybody, this is so and so. And as a kid, that's got to be hey. like, hi. Yeah. hi. And I like, and then there's the people like, hey, I kind of like Brooke, you know. And they're like, they're nice. And then there's kids like, I don't like this Brooke. She's a new kid. Oh, every time. But what's funny about being the new kid so much <laughs> is there's always one group of people that goes, hey, come sit with us. Right, exactly. You know who those people are? They're never the cool kids. Yep. They're always people that are on the fringes. Right. That are like, you know, they took some time to get their friend group and know what it feels like to not have that. Yep. And so the, every single place I've ever lived, those are the kids that were always like, hey, new girl, come sit with Freaks us. Freaks and geeks. You can sit with us for lunch every day if you want. And yeah. it just feel it makes you feel so good. So like in high school, I was that social butterfly. I was in every group. Yeah. Because. Really? You, you, you have an outgoing kind of. Yeah. Personality. You'd never know. I would never I know. know. It's, <laughs> so you're a philosopher. Right? I don't go figure. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. you could you know if this wine thing doesn't work out, yeah. you, but you, I was you like, could be like a, a, a female Neil deGrasse Tyson for philosophy. Like oh, just bring some fun. bring some jazz, some pizzazz to it. I love it. that. Yeah. That'd be a great great time. That'd like be a good Stoic podcast. Schmoic. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I love it. Oh, I love it. But yeah, like I was student council. I was editor of the yearbook. I was you know captain of the swim team. I was, I was that kid. Okay. But like. Just buddies with everybody, which is a good place to be. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. It was so much fun. All right. So. <laughs> History of life. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, should we go here? Yeah. So I can't imagine losing a sibling. You know, I lost my do- my sister uh, in 2020, one of the first people to pop that code. But I had her for my life for like 50 something years. Yes. Right? Like, well, thank God for that. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, but like, but like, and we went through stuff. Like, of course. But, Every sibling does. Right, I mean. but like, fortunately, both my parents are gone, so they didn't have to bury a child. Like, like Ooh, I can't yeah. really, like, how did you, because everybody, is this people, people lose people. Like, how did your family, and we were talking about that, we'll get to what his mm-hmm. name on it, but like, how did the, how, like. I mean, it was, it was. How do you get, how did you get through it? Oh, it was really hard. And we're I still mean, getting, and it's, and it's, it's fair, you're still getting through it. You never get you never, through it. You never it. get through it, right? Yeah, you're never done with right, it. Right. It's, it's always right, there. Right. Um, you know, we haven't really told this story yeah. uh, because we didn't want a tragedy to overshadow right. how good this is. Right. Um, but now that I'm taking more of a lead role in a lot of things, mm-hmm. it's really important to me. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, I mean, I didn't want to step away. I don't want to ever put anybody in the come, but also... Oh, no, not at all. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think it's it's like... When you say I was like, wow. You know, like... Because recently, just like... I had cousins who lost their their father when... They, I had a cousin who lost her father when she was three, right? Oh, yeah. And then her mother just passed away. And, I, and, I, and I'm like... I got to have my parents pretty much my whole life. Right. Right? Right. Right? Um, and... But I can't imagine losing a sibling young, like, in the 20s. I mean, that, like, it's so... Sibling is different. Right, right? It hits you different because your parents, you expect you're going to lose them. You know that. You I'm know it sometimes. You can't... Like, like, you, like, it's like, that's one of those things, like, you know it, but then, like, like when my dad dies, like, I was like, wow, I'm never going to get to talk to him again. Right? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and like, you had made these plans with your brother. You got to run it. Like, mm-hmm. you guys are going to be, you know, and then, like, you're like, and we're gonna be, you're doing a great job, but, like, fuck. Yeah. That's a blow. I have to do it by myself. Yeah. Well, not I mean, yeah, with I know, my, my parents, but by myself. But. And it's it was it's still really hard. But like he was such a force 
for us of of um, a, he was a direction, right? He was he was everything that I'm not. He was so much better than me. Like the line would be so much better if Stuart was making it. You know, like it was. It's one of those kind of things. And I had so much admiration for my brother. And obviously, being that close in age, yeah. you're real tight. And moving that much, yeah, you're oh real god. tight. Oh my god! So there, almost like a twin. Totally, yeah. Not to that level, because I have friends that are twins, and and they always so they're like, be careful with that because you don't know. Uh, like, well, that's uh, always right. I mean, like, but oh. but for me, that was exactly how I would describe it. Is is it's like, you know, when when I went away to because I went to community college for the first uh, two years in Bend. So when he was finishing up school in Bend in high school, I was still there. Stuart came partied at my house. Like, like it was great. But then when we went away and he went to Wazoo and I went to Oregon State, that was the first time in our lives that we'd been in different locations. Mm-hmm. And it it was hard. Um, and I have his, his like, school planner, mm-hmm. like, after he died, that would say, like, call Brooke the next week. Don't forget to call Brooke wow. the following week. Oh, my God, you're not calling your sister. Because you know, like, wow. I'd be like, hey. Dude, you know, but in your 20s, what do you, what do you know? So it was hard, but everything that we do today Mm -hmm. is in his legacy. And Mm -hmm. so we have a a very strong drive to make this the best possible thing Mm -hmm. that we can, to grow the best possible grapes that we can, to make the best wine that we can, because he's not here to do it. Mm -hmm. So. Crazy. It's nuts. It's crazy. Um, Good time to take a quick break. Yeah. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. <laughs> I hope you guys are loving this conversation. <laughs> I love this because she's a ball of energy. Anyway, we'll be right back with more Brooke Robertson. Did you know that I've been to Walla Walla, Washington, three times in the past year? I had the honor of doing a live podcast out there last November. Then I was invited back to be the keynote speaker at the Walla Walla Wine Alliance annual Celebrate Merlot Festival in July. And I was recently there for the first annual Grenache Fest. Guess what? I'll be back in April of 2024 because for the first time ever, Hospice Rhone will take place outside of the central coast of California and will be held at various locations in downtown Walla Walla. These are exciting times for what is still an under-the-radar wine region. With events like these, it won't be long before the world comes knocking. Do yourself a favor and visit this gym of a wine region before the word gets out. Go to wallawallawine.com for more information and begin planning your trip today. Okay, we're back. And thank you for sharing that because it is just one of those things. I, you know, uh, Yannick Benjamin was on the podcast uh-huh. and he just they just did an article of somebody about and he shared his accident, right? Like, yes. Like, you know. Exactly. Like, like, there's when tragedies happen. We go to philosophy. And we talk. We talk about it. tragedies happen. How do you? Can you? Like, first of all, it's a it's a normal reaction to to not be able to do anything. I get I get mm-hmm. people can do that, but but he turned. I mean, like he was already wine, but like he could have get like he like he fashioned a trade so it could like so still much. right yeah. so much yeah right yeah. So your parents buy this vineyard. You guys are doing it, and. You know, you had no intentions of being the winemaker per se, right? Yeah. I I mean, it's funny the situation that we are now, where I'm both. So I I manage yeah. the vineyard and make the wine. So let me back now. up. Because, yeah. So 
I want to go to because I realize when I'm trying to be sequential, but then it becomes like uh, it's all over. The it becomes place. like okay, momentum. Okay. No, I know it's fine. Yeah. No, people they listen. They know. But, but, but I, was, I was just like, I was like, so. Um, The vineyard. Yeah. They bought, it was planted, or they bought, what was it? What's, it was, the, his, what's the history of? It was planted. Um, it No fruit had come off of it yet. Okay. So, so someone had planted a vineyard. Someone had planted it. And then said, they wised up and got out. And then they got out. <laughs> exactly. And um, uh, it wasn't even on the market. Uh, Dr. Miles Anderson, who is a uh, Walla Walla godfather, um, he knew that, that we were interested and, and looking for a piece of ground. And so he, he knew that this was, you know, mm -hmm. going to be let go and let my dad know. Um, and he was in Napa, uh, doing some business at the time. And so he called my mom and said, you know, to go to the property, check it out. She stepped foot on the property and went, yeah, write it up. Like this is, yeah. this is it. Um, and that's, that's how we got into that. Okay. So. Right. We knew nothing, I mean, less than nothing about farming, about viticulture, nothing. So we bought it, had to go back to school to figure that out. Uh, Walla Walla had a, has a great well, has an amazing program. program. <clears throat> so what, yeah, what is an AAAS? It's a very complicated way of saying Associates of Applied Arts and Sciences. Just say fucking associates. Exactly. Jesus I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a two-year degree in, in, yeah, that, in all of you. Uh, that's yeah. an associate's degree. It's an associate's degree. Exactly. <laughs> Trying to be technical, man. you got to have the whole, the um, whole thing. What was it like being back in school as a philosopher? <gasps> it, okay. So I've been back to school <laughs> a number of times at this point. Oh, you uh, had? Yeah. Well, no, not not, 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 not Now, I've had so Okay, much yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, right, right. Okay, okay. so this, this was your first foray into basketball. But I was, I was 23, 23 to 25, mm -hmm. and I had classes with my father. So we both went back to school. How fun would that for be? For this program. Being Who in got a, better grades? I would love to say it was me, but I would be lying. Uh, my dad did. Damn. He got really good grades. I wanted you to take him down. It was a constant battle. Actually, I could see because you're... It was like, <laughs> how well did you score exactly. on your ag chemistry? Right. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but, like, the most... Oh, my God. Going to school with fun. your parent. Yeah. And to see Steve Robertson in a business class, because it was a requirement, and just going... Oh, I was, I was Actually, like, yeah, I, I know. I was like, he was like, did he, did he, did he get over the whiteboard? He's like, I got hilarious. this, professor. He's like, here's the thing. So funny. You teach this, yes, I've lived this. Yes, it was just bonkers. <laughs> and, and it was, you know, you're in a room with all of these and other like, kids, and you're like, oh my God. And if I, I, if I sat away from him, he'd be like, what are, it, no, 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 no. <laughs> Your spot's right here. I'm like, God damn it. So, <laughs> But it was it was a ton of fun okay. and, and and we have a we have a fun rapport yeah. uh, now. Yes. Uh, but so you guys have just an experience. Yeah. But but that wasn't as yeah. bad because I feel like in those sort of trade school environments, there's people of all ages, well, exactly. all backgrounds. Exactly. Exactly. Totally fine. Right. When I went back for my master's at 29, okay, and had to take like freshman level chemistry classes. 
Now, <laughs> now that was an experience. Did you live down? You lived down it, right? Or you? I did. I lived in Arroyo Grande. Arroyo uh, Grande. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. <sighs> I would like do my homework at Pismo Beach. Like it doesn't get better. That's how I moved to California. It's beautiful. I went to the Central Coast Classic yeah. in 1999, and Ooh. one of the events was in Pismo. Yeah. And and you go, I was like, oh, it's beautiful. This is insane. So pretty. That was the best part about yeah. being there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're in a classroom. And that's with, another two years, right? Yeah. yeah. You're in a classroom with people that are a decade younger than you. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the Gen Z kids are an experience. I mean, it's fascinating. And I was so confused <laughs> by these kids and what they know and what I wish I knew at 19. Um you know, they could just run circles around me. And I literally had to ask someone, what is Snapchat? <laughs> wait, 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 and you're like 29. 29. I had, I had no clue. And I was just like, oh, my God, please yeah, teach I, me. I tried TikTok and yeah. I, I hopped on threads and I, I don't know. I yeah. can't. It's so hard. And I'm and I'm an early adopter. I'm like, right. I'm like, you're so like pro my, my age is like where I saw the first video games. It was so great. It was yes. Pong. Like, so I came up yeah. in. And, and technology, you know, and then and then you know all the video games, and then oh, yeah. you know um, Apple computer. Yeah. So I'm not averse to it, but then yeah, but then like when apps hit, I was it's like, it's just, just a whole other yeah, yeah. Group projects, hilarious. Oh, that must have been fun. They're like, oh. okay, old lady, yeah. what do you think? No, it was they were talking to me like I was this ancient person, <laughs> and, and I'd be like, you guys, oh my god, and oh, it was the funniest thing. I I said. To I said to my my little cohort at one point, I was like, yeah, FYI, when I was in college, the iPhone didn't exist. They were like... They looked at me like, I don't understand. What what does that even mean? Like, no clue. When I was in college, Brooke, there there wasn't email. I know. know. And the internet was like, it was was not, there really wasn't an internet like there is... Different world. It was like literally... (laughs) And no one had their own computer. You went to the library. Yes. Because exactly. the library had computers. Always. Um, but when I wasn't, because I was graduating in 86, yeah. most of that shit was written on a word processor. <laughs> right. Or a typewriter. Exactly. You had to ty- we had to type oh, our shit. I, we had to I type our shit. There was no spell check. No, exactly. <laughs> it was like, fuck. White out on the page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, <laughs> I'm old. Carbon copy. Carbon yeah, copy. Carbon copy. Yeah. Carbon copy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just so funny. The advancement of technology today is bonkers fast. No idea. I forgot how old I am sometimes. <laughs> there was no streaming. No. All right, so I... there was a thing called a Walkman. It was, it was, it yes. was, it was about yes. this big. Sony Walkman. Tanks, man. Exactly. Yeah. There's no in-ear earbuds. I had a Walkman. I, I would take my Walkman on a run, and you'd have to you'd carry right. it, and it'd be like this. You're just running like <laughs> Exactly. No, so, no, you didn't even have the strap. It was so big. You had to like yeah, hold yeah, it all the time. Like a little. That's so funny. So, <laughs> so you so doing this. So that was a trip. That yeah. must have been a trip. But in a beautiful area, and oh, and uh, you know, it was it was a fascinating experience. Academia is weird. It is weird. I should have went into it. You could make a lot of money you if you get in the right time. Really I mean, I mean, like, I'll buy a lot of money. Like you mid six figures. Great health, because great health coverage and oh, stuff like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, you, you're smart enough, you I mean, can't I, lose your fucking job. No, the 10 year thing is right. a trip. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you won't be rich, but most people I know in Idaho did well for them. They had a good life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Had a good life. Of course, right? Um, you're on a school schedule. Exactly. You're on a school Man. schedule. And then you, you, you have a research assistant. Yeah. That grades all your does everything for you. <laughs> you just have to show up and talk. Exactly. And like, I think that this, uh, right. and then you're fine. You would have been a great philosopher because you are very entertaining. It would have been fun. It would have been fun. But you're, I thought you're, about you're, it. Yeah. But you know, you're not done yet. Could have been like uh, Elaine, yes. Chuck and Brown. He's gone for the PhD. But, I, but I mean, but yeah, I was just with Elaine. So funny story. And I love, I got to when we were in Virginia, and she was. Oh, nice. Yeah, we did a press trip to Virginia, and. She's such a fascinating person. She's Holy great. shit! I love her. I, I was gonna try and interview her, but the press trips are just like they don't. You know, oh, they've they, got to be so. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. They don't give you any fucking. Exactly. Like, they don't give you any fucking damn. Right. This is like it's like I was like, I was like exhausted. I was like, it's like okay, we got back and like like we're meeting at five forty five. I'm like, all right, I'll close my eyes and then like yeah. I lay my head and I can't really sleep. I'm like kind of you know when you you want to sleep like your head yes. is like sleepy. Yes, but I your, do. Your mind's racing. MJ, I have a 25-week-old. I know. I know exactly what you're yeah, talking about. I don't know. Which I, I know I, 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 I know that I don't know, but um, it's got to be insane. That the level sleep deprivation. of tired. Yeah, when you're yeah. so tired and you can't think straight. And I'm whining about because I'm on a wine. So I drink too much wine. I eat too much good food. No, we got, we got to meet in 45 minutes. <laughs> but and then, then I go, so I can't. So I look up and then Elaine's like, "We're going to the bar. Meet us." Damn it, I gotta go. Well, I was like slapping water on my face, yeah. and it was a great trip. rally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rally. yeah. But I, so as I think about it, like, yeah, she left philosophy, and she's. But I love, and I probably with you, the deep thought she brings to everything. Yes. And that's what's so fun, and that's what, like, like weirdly, there's a lot of philosophy majors that are winemakers. Apes, we talked about Apes Killer. Oh, <laughs> a more philosophical person right. does not exist. Like, there's, there's so much similarity there in that creative, outside-the-box thinking, you know, I not... Wonder, I wonder what happened if we did this, hmm. right? Yeah. It's, it's a lot of that. Yes. Yeah, because there's there's one element to winemaking that is super analytical, very scientific. It's very, you know, this plus this equals this. This reaction plus this makes this happen, right? That's important. However, this is an art. This is contemplative. This cannot be one plus one equals two. It, it's just, wine is just not. Right. Beer, Maybe. Not even beer. I actually learned more. But I've learned so much because my friend owns craft brewery, and I've been working Ooh, with him. Ooh, fun! And 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 so he's like, read this beer book, and I was like, it, 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 the beer book explained yeah. natural wine to me. Ooh, ooh, I yeah, I could see that. I could see that spontaneous fermentation. Right, right, right. 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 So, so, uh, so, fermentation is a whole. Fermentation is a That's such crazy. a. It's a crazy yeah, thing. Yeah, it's not. All right, so I love this, Brooke. We could talk for an hour. Um, so I want to go back to, so you went down, so you're in school, dad got better grades. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys hire one or he said, you know, I could do this. So we, I would love to think that we could have done it. We could not have done it. Uh, we, thank you. Uh, appreciate the poor. Um, we, uh, were very fortunate enough to meet and know, uh, Bill O'Neravane. Okay. Uh, who is the owner and winemaker for Rossa Vineyards okay. uh, here in town. He is a master of wine, okay. literally. Yeah. Um, he's like a savant. He's so, he's so good. He can taste precursors to flaws. 
we were very fortunate mm. enough to engage him from the very first vintage of Delmas uh, just until this last uh, mm. release um, as, as our consultant winemaker. So we had a, a very knowledgeable person helping us to craft where the direction is that we should be going based on the style of wine we enjoy, mm -hmm. uh, plus what are some really cool geeky things that we had no clue about that we could do to make those wines. Mm -hmm. So we kind of looked at globally, what are wines that we like to drink? Uh, we obviously had Rhone varieties planted, so that was kind of where we wanted to go. La Moline, uh, Gigal yeah, yeah. was, you know, the Lala's were kind of like the starting point of if we could do something even in, you know, the realm of this, how amazing would that be? And so that was our guiding light. And, and Billo uh, very much helped us to kind of chart that path on how, how do we get there? Um, so we were, we're very grateful to him. I, you said something earlier that your mom's like this is it the realtor friend yeah. inside did you know what the rocks was or was going to be that's a good that's a really good I question know. that's such Thank a good you. question nicely put um after drink it just comes out it does i it, know it's it, 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 it's it's the magic of it the is bottle. it is what's coming <laughs> um I think that early on we recognized, hey, this is really unique. I think we had no clue of just how unique. Um, obviously, you have wines from that area. You have Cayuse wines. You have, you know, Rotis wines. You have mm -hmm. Force Majeure. You have mm -hmm. these producers that have done such amazing things out of that ground that it needed to be noted. And so, um, Steve... Uh, my dad yep. having the foresight that he does goes okay what is going to put this area really on the map mm -hmm. well you have to draw a boundary around it you have to make a navy a. how do we make a navy a? so steve build a wall I'm build just <laughs> make it a close yeah. just, just close the whole thing <laughs> love it oh my god there's plenty of rocks you could yeah, you right. could and do you it actually could you could do it that was, that, was that was so good. Uh, <laughs> it just happens. It just comes out. Right. Sorry. No, <laughs> but you do know it is because, yeah, AVAs yeah. are. Yeah. But, but, and so this is the only AVA in the United States whose boundaries are predicated on a single soil series. It's the only one. The only other one in the world is Gimlet Gravels in New Zealand. Gravels, rocks, no. similar trains of thought, right? And right, so, because in Shadow Enough, you do have Galay, as our friend Christoph would say. Yes. Um, but then there's sand. You're like, well, oh, yeah. it's, it's a different And then there's there. limestone. Oh, right. And then there's these other areas. So yeah. it's like La Croix is one part right. of right. Chateauneuf. Right, right. It's not the whole thing. No. So a lot of the producers, like Clos de Pop, yep. right? Yep. So um, those guys, they have properties in all of those different zones. Mm -hmm. And then they blend them. Yep. And that's the brilliance of that, yep. right? right? Where here... It's and the main difference in those cobbles and gravels that you see in Chateauneuf mm -hmm. is they go down like a meter. Right. This is Th these go down hundreds and hundreds of feet. That's insane. It's nuts, right? That's really And this goes to we said earlier, like, we're not in control of shit. No, we have no How control. the hell does that no, happen? Yeah. So it's it's and that all these rocks land here. Yeah. Alluvial fan. Through 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 evolution yeah. or yeah, it's evolution. It is. Sorry. 
I'll give it you that. It just has to be. I'll give you that. It just has to be. Right? Right? It's so this this one super, super unique area. And and so the AVA, so my, my dad, um, when he had this brilliant idea to do this, the first person that he went to was Dr. Kevin Polk. Okay. And Dr. Kevin Polk um, is a professor at Whitman mm-hmm. um, in uh, geology. He's a, he's a brilliant guy. He's very knowledgeable about wine. He has a, a consulting business. Uh, so look him up. Um, but he kind of creates these uh, these petitions, and he has the knowledge to do that, and he has the background. Yeah, that's to a do whole that, thing too. Which is we did not know because that's how a to whole that. process. Exactly, it's a very exhaustive process. Oh yeah, I was just at a seminar for the West Sonoma. There's the new Ooh, West right. Sonoma Coast yes, exactly. because they were saying, and this and like this to your points about your dad and other people, like and like noticing like that's how you just see yourself because the Sonoma Coast. Oh. Ran to Carneros. Well, people, people people were saying yeah. they're making wines at Carneros, which is three yeah. thirty miles yeah. from the ocean. Right. That's not. That's not the coastal in Florence. Coast. Yeah. So now they have just like it's a very small AVA, but it, it, it runs within five miles. So I love that. And inside of that, that's what you're talking about. Because mm-hmm. I'm just geeking out. Yeah. Fort Royal Cebu is nested yes. inside of exactly. the new AVA. Exactly. But and that's there's a, a reason. And there's a reason, right? But so yeah, so you have this rocks and you consult so many. And I'm just thinking, like, he went to this professor at Whitman, which is one of the best liberal arts colleges. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. some people disagree, but I think there's so many intelligent people in the line. Of, of course, objectively, there's idiots everywhere. So, object. So, there have to be. <laughs> you know who you are. I don't mm-hmm. know. You know. You know, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, but, like, um, you're only as powerful as your ability to. Seek out information you don't know. Exactly. That's yeah. it. So it's it's all day. Like, like my... The best thing that I've ever said is I don't know anything. Yep. Because then you can... Then it gives you the power to go out and seek that information from people way knowledgeable, more knowledgeable than yourself. You don't know everything. Right. There's, it's not possible. Right. So we were able to find Kevin. Yep. Kevin is brilliant. Yep. Kevin wrote the petition. Yep. Um... And then it took years of convincing everybody in the greater Walla Walla Valley why this is a good thing. For all of Walla Walla Valley. Right, yeah. This is a, this is all boats rise with it's, the tide thing. It really exactly is. It's exactly what it is. It's yeah. exactly what it is. Because arguably, does Rutherford or Oakville detract from nope. the greater no, nope. it doesn't. Nope. If anything, it <clears> makes <throat> people go. Oh, that's where this is from. Russian River Valley. Exactly. Valley. Let me go experience everything else like, that's there. Exactly. That's yeah. what you, 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 and for me, that's one of the things I love about wine. Is like I'm such I'm that that wine geek who like, like you know when I go, I'm like, oh my god, right? Like I was mm-hmm. I was last year I was out in Sonoma, and. And I was with a, 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 some people who weren't as wine knowledgeable, and I'm like, "Oh my god, that's the silver oak." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm like, oh my god, that's Alexander Oh my god, that's the Pagani Ranch." Oh yeah. Like I'm like, "Oh my god." Ah. Yeah. And like, it's just so cool. You're like, you're like, "Fuck, this is amazing, right?" Monterosa's right, right there. Right, yeah. yeah like but, and, but 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 you're not like I'm not like anyone's. I'm like. This is why Sonoma's dope. That's what that's what, so. So when you have that, like when people come, I'm sure people come and they see the stones. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh my god, it is rocks." I yeah. get it. Yeah. Walla Walla is crazy, and then you have you got Red Mountain, you got Blue Mountain. You're like, you're like, "Oh my god!" Place. You know. Oh yeah. Howell Mountain, 
um, you know, all these things, when you see them, it, I don't think anybody, nobody in California was like, I don't want another ABA, it's going to detract. No. No, but they even had their, I mean, it was more political. So, so being down there uh, working for oh, yeah, management we, companies. Yeah, exactly. Um, we haven't even got to that. That is a whole thing, I know. <laughs> but, but working in Napa simultaneously as all of this stuff was happening up here. So you were doing that. You were doing you were. I was back and forth for a while. That's a long, it's a 12 hour drive. Um, but, wow, you broke. Uh, yeah. But I was working for people down there and had the opportunity to develop my own relationships with people, just like my parents did, with people that had started in, in those situations. So, like the Beatty family, who were instrumental in the Stags Leap. Mm-hmm. D- district right mm-hmm. like like you can you're sitting in a hot tub at, at hellspawn napa valley going hey jr like tell me about how mm. when you were a kid and your dad was writing that petition he's mm. like oh my god the hassle of this and you know everybody trying to raise the elevation of atlas peak and yep. you know just to enclose just, one property right, you right. know so these are really important Fucking Mount stories Peter. oh my god <laughs> like it's and like it, it's that's what i love about why like you're like oh yeah there's so much wine in the world. Yeah. We almost, we, I forget all the time. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. you said, La oh, Moline. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm like, I haven't had a geek out in a minute. Right? Fuck. There's so much. And I think that people, being smart, yeah. look at stuff like this and they go, I want to know where that comes from. Yeah. Not just, here's this, you know, 43,000 acre AVA of, it's somewhere in there. Let's let's hone it down and why is this small area very unique and why do all of the wines from this one area have a similar flavor profile as this? Yeah. And you have to step foot in it yeah. and you have to experience it yeah. to really get it. Because yeah. it's rocky as fuck. I know. You will break an ankle. I know, dude, it is not like literally it is not. You think walking down a cop, at least a cobblestone street, yeah, it's flat. Hundred, it's flat. It's, yeah. it's smooth from all the tr- yeah. from from the horses and the buggies exactly. and just the foot traffic for yeah. centuries. No, this shit is like no. one wrong step. You're like, you're done. I could totally hear it. Going. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. When we do tours, we actively have to be like, please wear proper shoes. Right. Like when I came last year. Yeah. You're like it was like I was like. I was talking to Kara. I was like, she's like, it's raining. Don't go up there. It's, it's, it's dangerous. Like, right. And I went to see Chris. We went to one of Chris Hobbs. And he's like, yeah. we're not going to walk up there because it's raining. Oh, the horsepower? Yeah, yeah, the horsepower. Or not horsepower. No, no. Uh, horse category. Yeah. Yes. All kind of. Yes. Like, oh, it's steep. It's steep. Yeah. yeah. And it was all muddy, but like, you, you, were, you were, it was like cold. You're like, I was like, I won. I was like, I was like, I'm like, bro, I can't do it. No. I'm not here. There's not the time. There's not the time. Yeah. Um, so you did spend time in Napa. I did. I did. I got to work for some really great people. I came down with the intention of working for a winery because Mm -hmm. when my brother and I were planning to do this, he was going to be the vineyard guy. Okay, yeah. And I was going to be the winemaker. And then I realized how little I know about math and chemistry and (laughs) science. Philosophy, right? Like, so... (laughs) So, yeah, we start to start with is mm, one plus one two. Is it right? So yeah, you know, yeah, like no, uh, no, that pH is fucked up. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no. I was not You're like ready here. It is time, right <laughs> to take that on. I was still like, like it, it could said. be right. fine. Right. You know, no, I would have ruined the wine. So so I went down to Napa, going well. Maybe I'll work in the cellar somewhere. Maybe I'll learn some stuff. And and uh, uh, Jim Barber happened to, happened to be a, a friend of, of my my parents owns a Barber Vineyard Management. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
and I sat down with him going, Jim, what, what should I do? Well, I mean, I don't know anything. I want to get started in this. What should I do? And he said, well, you know, go, go talk to these people. I, he set me up with talking to a bunch of really great winemakers, Celia Welsh, mm. um, uh, you know, some really, really great people. And, and at the end of it, I came back to him and I was like, I mean, all that sounds great, but I don't know. I was only going to be down there for three months initially. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, well, you know, for us, what we do is we have people do pressure bombs and we have people take samples. And I was like, I can do a pressure bomb. So I started out in the vineyards with him mm-hmm. and packed my car with like two boxes worth of clothes for three months. And I stayed for six years. And I worked in vineyard management principally. I, I did a couple of harvests here and there mm-hmm. uh, in the cellar mm-hmm. in the valley. Mm-hmm. I escaped uh, during one off season to work for Torbrek in the Barossa Valley. What was that like? Because Torbrek oh. was like... I mean... So I, I think about this wine. I love this wine. God, I love the fruit. Thank you. But it's, it's got great structure. I came up when the Torbrek was like mm. grateful palate. Uh-huh. Just... Everything was like 97 up, Parker. Oh, yeah. And like wines, like as black as, I mean, just inky, dark, dark, dark so extracted. Yes, very much so. But, but what was that? What was like, what was like being in the Barossa? It was incredible. I mean, I had, I had never been to Australia before. Mm-hmm. It was such an experience. Um, I was there the last year that Dave Powell. Powell and Sons, that dude is a freaking genius, yeah. man. And Callum, his son, uh, was working with us there that harvest as as an intern, right? Like he, Callum was doing everything that I was doing, and it was amazing to me that that someone who didn't have to have that much work ethic worked so hard. Callum is incredible. He has his own wine label now. It's Agricola, I think is okay. the name of it. So and I know they do when they have Powell and Sons, mm-hmm. which is their, their, their label, but then Callum does... Oh, Callum okay. has his own thing now. I and, look for it. And for that. I would love if, if you would import it into the United mm-hmm. States. Um, but it, it's... I just... The guy works so hard and I can only imagine how good that wine is. But for Torbeck at the time, it was like eyes open. I mean, this was... These are vines that are, you know, 80 years old, young vine. Right. That's a young vine. Also. Right. Australia's being way where it is, man. Oh, is in... fascinating. And, and stuff I love old, I love old bush vines. They're Grenache, beautiful. Like, so beautiful. You can get a, you can get a, like, you get like a, a wine made from 120 year old vines for 20 bucks. Yes. In the United States, yeah. not even Australia. I know that shit must be so. That's just like got to be half in Australia. It's amazing, and they're amazing. It's so good. That so, old so bush fine Grenache is like that's what that was for me. Mm. The bottle that was your moment. that got me into Grenache was it like a ninety? Ooh. It was a ninety-seven ninety-five. Ooh, uh, it was a ninety-five. Torbrek or like Henschke? Nope, 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 like... nope. I can't believe I'm spazzing on this, but hold on. I'm looking at the label. So there was the uh, there was the Australian collection. Oh, it's people made Australis. It was Clarendon Hills, Blewett oh. Springs, Old Vine Grenache, cool. like '95. Oh, that had to have been impressive. Oh, and, and I, I had this in 1997, so it was young. Yeah. But I was like, but, "What is this grape? Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! Grenache! This is amazing! This is my favorite grape!" And that, that like. And and I'll be honest, and I had I had had yeah before that 
I had also had a, like a I went to a t- I worked at a wine high end wine store in New York. Yeah, I just stepped into it. Luck. Nice. But did a private tasting at some guy's house who worked for like you know fucking Goldman or some shit. Oh like, yeah. And so it was like ninety five Cinquanon Grenache, like the Queen's, and like and there was also a Rios. But I I had been in wine for like two months, so I yeah. didn't know what I was drinking. Yeah, exactly. And those were good. I got that. Any any yeah, 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 yeah. anytime oh, yeah. I could, I can we revisit that? Yeah, tasting. Yeah. Um, but the one for me, it was uh, that, and to my and I gave it to my friend, my roommate from law school. And he still talks about that fucking bottle. That's awesome. I and I was like, and it was old vine grass. So anyway, yeah. So yeah. yeah. So you're so you said it was eye opening because you've seen these vines. So They're massive vines from the structure of them, mm. but the canopies are like this. You know, like they're on their way, slow death, right? right? But they're still producing good yields, unbelievable flavor, acid. Oh, like it's it's absolutely phenomenal. And so that was the moment for me when I was like, a vine doesn't want to be in VSP. Yeah. Doesn't. No. Nope. It wants to be yeah. a bush vine. Yeah, a a goblet. Yeah. A head drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so that was that was the moment when I was like, Oh my god, we could do this. And not only could we do this here, but we could make it I mean, we it, we could do it, and it could be a thing. And so it was. I loved Australia. I if I didn't have, I would emigrate there in a heartbeat. So if I didn't have my <laughs> husband and my baby, I'd be there immediately. Oh. I'd be at the footy game with that guy. I mean, uh, yeah, footy was fun. That was I. We we went to. Uh, Port Power, Port Adelaide oh, yeah. uh, football yeah. uh, footy footy match was just so much fun. Australian rules football. It's like <laughs> so rugby meets American football with it's no, without pads. It's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, and the guys are all the guys are all like six. They're tall because it's, it's a sport. So they're, they're all huge. like basketball players. A yeah. lot of and they're, they're all like they would be basketball. They most would be basketball players or tight ends in the United oh, yeah, States. They were here, yeah. but yeah, but they're all like six, 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 seven. Yeah. You know, and can run. And can, they're, mean, you know, but like. Think like two twenty or two thirty, but all muscle, so you yeah. can jump out. You know, you know. Yeah, that's great. And yeah, she's like oh, Australia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. But I escaped, and I did. I did a harvest there, yep. um, and and then came back, and then kept working vineyard management. Okay. And, then, and, then, and then, so, what years are you doing this vineyard management down in Napa? Uh, I was there twenty twelve. Okay. Through twenty. Okay, so you, your guys are up and running with your the consultant. Oh, we were going. Yeah, yeah we, okay. we were going. You yeah. also were selling fruit back then, right? We were, yeah. yeah. So we sold fruit to a handful of producers here locally. Yeah. Uh, Gramercy, Roti, yeah. um, Force Majeure, yeah. uh, Rasa yeah. got some as well. Yeah. So we were we were doing that for a minute because we still no clue what we were doing. Yeah. Um, so as we were learning, mm-hmm. uh, we wanted to see what other people would do with mm-hmm. the fruit from our property and mm-hmm. we were very fortunate to have those that's a, that's a very slick that's a very slick way of doing it like I had a, yeah. a pizza a, a pizza this guy Mark Iacono who owns like this pizza place you can't get into New York where everybody goes but Luke Holly's and <gasps> and like it's BYOB yeah, yeah. yeah. but oh, like he was saying like you know what he did like cause he, he bought it was a candy store and he uh-huh. bought it and he didn't know how to make pizza so yeah. he would go around he had his door he's like 
he would have pizza parties at all the iconic pizza places at Brooklyn. He's like, and then he, so 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 the kids are like, can you have the kids make a pizza? And he's in there watching he's them make the pizza. Like, oh, he's like, like, like okay, what they do. Like, right? listen to how they talk about the sauce. Doesn't he? Doesn't he roll his? his yeah, with a, with a bottle with, yeah. with a wine bottle. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, because uh, yeah. Um, but so that's so smart. And let's sell grapes to these top producers and see what their wines see what like. they do. And, and let's reverse engineer. Yeah. And then let's taste them. Yeah. <laughs> And talk to them. Yeah. yeah. So cool. It was, I mean, so, and we were fortunate enough that Walla Walla, still Small Valley, yep. right, is that you can go and you can be like, hey, Todd, how are you making your wines? Yeah. You know, hey, hey, Brandon Moss, how yeah. are you making your wines? You know, like, and, and have that collective conversation of like, well, why do you think it's doing that? Mm. What, do you think that's something in the vineyard that's, that's making that particular yeah, flavor yeah. pop? Or is that something that you're doing from, from the oak percentage you're using? Are you adding acid? Are you not adding acid? When are you picking? All of these questions. And that really honed in like, okay, that was brilliant. Maybe maybe we should do that. Or mm-hmm. uh, I didn't really like how that worked right. for them. Right. Maybe we don't do that. Mm-hmm. So so it was, um, it was great. Now, after this year, yep. all of the fruit is coming to us. Right. So. And you recently took over. You're the soul. It's all you now. I know science now, okay. so I feel more. <laughs> I feel a little better about that. Uh, that just really happened this year, right? Like uh, this year. This, this year. is the first. Yeah, twenty twenty three is the first official Brook Vintage. Damn, bro! All your fruit in? Yeah, all in, all in, all in through ML, SO two. Mm-hmm. Everything is resting comfortably so far. Uh, so we're we're doing really well. This was just a phenomenal vintage. Oh my god. This year, I could not have asked for better climactic conditions. It was perfect. The yield was a little low, but the concentration of berries was high. No, so, like, yeah, that's not a bad. Oh my god! Yeah, it's 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 just I'm so excited to see how this this one turns out. Very cool. It's gonna be good. Very 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 cool, <laughs> Rook. All right, so. Um, <clears throat> It's time for slap, lick, fondle. <laughs> okay. I'm giving cool. You, I'm giving All you right. Three grapes. Great. Slap one. Now slap one. in a negative way. Well, I, that's up to you. Okay. You, you, you justify your answer. Okay. Like it used to be FMK, so actually right? slap would be killed. But uh, but I like what I, what I like about this. I like it though. Is that I, I get to see inside someone's mind. Sweet. Okay. Uh, uh, three grapes. Um, I'm gonna leave Grenache out of this, but you talk. But you, but you, but you talk. You say that you, you, there's something you said. So, Cinso, Syrah, Movedra. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Okay, slap Moved because it's very difficult to grow. Yeah, I like it. Hate you. Uh, yeah. Love the wines. Right. Um, right. We are going to be planting some more Moven. So I do love it, but but yeah. in a yeah, this, yeah. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. Get your shit together way. So slap Moved. Yeah. Lick Syrah. Mm-hmm. Powerhouse. Mm-hmm. We make a lot of it. Mm-hmm. You gotta fondle this and so. You gotta fondle. You gotta fondle. This. <laughs> you gotta do it. <laughs> And so on this journey, like you said, you've traveled a lot. Your family's been trying to do this for a while. Yeah. You mentioned La Moline. Is there like a landmark bottle for you? Like, like 
you had a bottle like like you're like oh my god this is the best thing this is the best expression I've ever had or like was there is there a bottle that really stands out of rum specifically or oh, just in, in general for in you general? yeah like because because like you said you weren't a wine family parents were doing like yeah like 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 let's like you mentioned the Beyond Santi. Yeah, that was that was my the the nineteen eighty seven Beyond Santi for me was a oh this is why you get into wine. Okay. Moment. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I would say though that that wines that I enjoy routinely mm-hmm. and and wines that blow my mind mm-hmm. are so so the one that got me into it was my godfather mm-hmm. was a huge collector okay. uh of of wine um in napa mm-hmm. he had a bottle of it's no longer called uh the vare vineyard but vare uh ribola gialla napa uh, valley uh, did dan dan petrassi must have had some of that fruit he did yeah because it's, it's not, there's how much Rebola is there now? That's Come on. it. It's like it had, I'm like, that's it. Right, that's it. So, so that was, wow. and, and I had a magnum <clears throat> of this, this, you had a magnum. Rebola Shit. From this one producer, there's not a lot of it at all, yeah. with my godfather over the holidays, and it just like blew my mind. Yeah. And then come to find out when I was working for the Napa Valley Reserve. Mm-hmm. And we were, you know, playing around with some of these little things because uh, Marco Gressi, yeah, Marco, um, got into a couple of these properties. Mm-hmm. And Dan Petrosky was getting the Ribola right next to this. Yep. And then I went, hey, Dan. <laughs> like, I mean, unbelievable wines. And I started buying Masican and, yeah. or, or Masican and, and, and those, those whites. They're so amazing. Oh, my God. They're so amazing. Knock your socks off. And, yeah. and there's, there's so much more intricate delicate flavors in that especially over time i've i've been uh, uh my friend maya uh we were sitting at cadet in napa mm-hmm. having a drink and dan was like the the pouring winemaker that day and she was like these are the only wines that i buy and i went done yeah. and it was the first time i met dan and uh, he he poured us uh, some vermouth. That, that yeah, he makes vermouth. He's, 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 his wines so are all good. about um, aroma. Yes, right? aromatized yes. wine. Yeah, so and there it he makes just, beer. I love that guy. Yeah, I just pulled one out. I yeah. still have some. <laughs> oh, I'm coveting it now. Um, but those those wines are are those that style of gotcha. whites, and mm-hmm. especially because of who's making them and because of where they're from. Wonderful. So, I love that. Last question, let you go. Okay. <laughs> what are you most excited about for the future? Ooh, good question. Um, we have some fun stuff coming up. So yeah. now that I um, am in charge, uh, we have a wine that we're making that is uh, going to be called the BDR wine. Okay. Uh, and and it's essentially going to be a blend of every varietal we have on property. So this is our Chateauneuf, all varieties, uh, Beau Castel, Clos de Pop. Yeah. Boom, here we go. Mm. And I'm so excited about it. And and so this, the 2022 will be the first vintage. Um, 2023 will be my first official take on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 2022 mm-hmm. is 
Built by Billow, Blended by Brooke. Uh, I like that. It's a good title. So it's a good, yeah. So we kind of uh, took both both sides of, of that vintage. What, six Bs? You're good. Did you did you practice that? I've, I've, had, some, I've had some time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've been working on that. Already. Right, I've been working on that. Working on that. But that, that wine is, is, is going to be... Uh, sort of this all-encompassing thing that we're we're really really excited about, and then with the replanting that we're doing at SJR Vineyard, we're also going to be including some Grenache Blanc, uh, some Burbank, which is going to be really fun. To to oh yeah, we mentioned them on our live yeah Burbank. Provide a and I was like, why not Claret? But Burbank is so good. It's so really, it's it's way out there, even way more out there than, than Claret. Totally out there because there isn't any of it. Right, because no one makes a straight Burbank. I will tell you, the guy no. in Lodi does, but no one is shouting enough. I mean, and and, 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 and that's would. why the Claret. I mean, Isabel makes it with Magnums, but yes. but I love I love when people fuck around with a weird an off varietal for lack of a better term. It's just yeah, different. different. Yeah, not off. Yeah, like, there's no flavor. Like like a. An underappreciated varietal, and going to say, let's see what we can do with it. Absolutely, yeah, I dig that. And what would it do here? We don't know. It's yeah. mystery. Yeah. It's never yeah. been done before. Yeah. And and so um, John Alvin told me once he was like, okay, have you ever had a singular Burbank that like blew your mind? I was like, well, no. And he's like, well, there's a reason for that, right? Like, well, you're not wrong. So to do that though in a blend with Viognier, Grenache Blanc, you know, some of these other other white Rhone varieties, oh my God, because of what it provides in terms of acid, in terms of those floral notes, all, et cetera, et cetera. So that will be the BDR white, yeah. and then the which will be all of the white varietals on property. Dope. To date, and then we'll have the BDR red, which will be every varietal on property. Oh, awesome. Really excited. So that's coming up. You are very excited for it. Keep an eye. Keep yeah. yeah. Brooke, thanks so much for coming in. Of course. Thank you for having me. This Tell people how they can be a part of what you're doing at SGR Vineyard. Okay. So uh, you can find our wines um, at delmaswines.com. Right now, only through the next couple of weeks, we have um, an offer for our Peddler Magnums. This is a Magnum only, 100% straw, um, and it's available for holiday shipping. Um, so check that out. Otherwise, we have some clubs and very limited wines available only twice a year. Mm, Sign go. up on the website. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> For all you listening out there, um, don't forget to check out the show notes. That's where I'll put, um, you know, the wine we drank. I'll put links to their website. I'll send you their IG. Uh, you know, make sure you get on their list. Um, big things, big things happening here in Walla Walla. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's where they are. Check out the show notes. And until the next time, here's to the Mavericks, the philosophers. Wow. Legit fucking philosopher. No kidding, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a baby, baby philosopher. Just Deep thinkers and all you wine drinkers, is your boy MJ. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned something. You had some fun while you were here. Please subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to. And if you want to be an insider and get special content, make sure you go over to blackwineguy.com and get on our email list.